Welcome to the Remove the Guesswork podcast. We bring you a 10-minute episode every single week to give you everything you need to optimize your well-being. The show is brought to you by BodyShot Performance. They use technology and science-based solutions to create happy, healthy, and resilient teams. Find out more at bodyshotperformance.com. And now here's your host, Leanne Spencer. Hello, hope you're doing well. Welcome back to the show. I want to start off by talking about a lady called Evie Pompurus. Perhaps you've heard of her. She's the author of a book called Becoming Bulletproof. She is an ex-US Secret Service special agent. She's an expert in crime and human behavior. She was a journalist. I heard her speak in the middle of lockdown, the first lockdown, as part of the How To Academy series of talks. And I've also read the book, Becoming Bulletproof, which, by the way, I'll put a link to in the show notes because it's a great read. Really recommend you check it out. Also check out her talks on YouTube if you can. And the reason I bring her up is the book is obviously about being bulletproof. And during one of her talks, she was talking about what a bulletproof or a stab-proof vest are the same thing is comprised of. And she made the analogy to resilience. So here's, here's roughly what she said. She said a lot of people imagine a bulletproof vest to be an extremely rigid structure, metallic, very difficult to put on, put off. It's awkward. It's very solid. And actually, the opposite is true. It's a very malleable um, composition of lots and lots of layers that are, are put across, across and on top of each other. And because they're tiny little interwoven fibers of this extremely tough material, that that interwoven nature makes them very resilient and impenetrable, but it also means it's quite a malleable in a way. It's, it, it, it moves with, the, with the, rhythm, the rhythm of your body. And she said that's what a bulletproof vest is comprised of, lots and lots of layers of this, these, these fibres, basically, that when they're brought together, result in this very, very strong, in fact, bulletproof and stab-proof composition. And she said it's very much like resilience. You know, we become more resilient as we layer on these, these experiences that we have, you know, whether that's things that happen to you for good or for bad, things that happen on a daily basis, big life-changing events, traumatic events that we may recover from. And it could also be that we may be doing things to ourselves deliberately to test that resilience. You know, very recently, there's been a huge explosion in the number of people who want to do Tough Mudders, Spartan races, SAS type events. Um, I've done quite a few of those things. In fact, next year, my oldest friend, Adam and I, more on him later, are going off to somewhere in the Brecon Beacons to do an SAS selection or simulated selection weekend. And uh, I actually interviewed um, Spencer, Spencer Locker, who is one of the, or was one of the interrogators on SAS Who Dares Wins. And I interviewed him on the podcast. I'll, I'll put a link to that episode as well, because I was really interested in, in trying to get his take on why so many people are interested in these extreme type of events. You know, what is it that's driving them to do that? And I think some of it is that we desperately want to go back to, to when times were harder, physically, mentally harder. I think some of it is that we want to, or certain, certainly some of us, want to really test ourselves. You know, we don't get tested in the ways that we used to in ancestral times when we sat at a desk. Our worries are different. They're about the, the Wi-Fi falling over, bills, you know, cryptocurrency going down, et cetera, et cetera. 
we aren't really testing ourselves physically anymore. And that's probably why so many of us are interested in this, but it's also about building resilience. And when you put yourself through those kind of events, it does build resilience. So as regular listeners of the podcast or anyone that knows me or heard me speak, you'll know that I like to do something daily uh, and every month and annually as well, excluding these recent lockdowns, to really add layers to that bulletproof vest, to use a slightly dramatic metaphor, to add layers of resilience. And the sort of things that I'll do every day would be sauna. I do that most days. And not so much in winter, but certainly in summer, I'm desperate to get out of there at the end of it. Um, cold showers, another thing that I'll, I'll do intermittently throughout the year. Exercise is a great example of this. You know, it's a great you stress. You being the Greek word for good, a good stress. Um, I'll do workouts like on the Peloton bike, for example, where it's really hard. I did a 10-minute Tabata ride the other week. Super tough. You get through that uh, and... And, you know, you, you feel better for it. It adds a little air of resilience. You get used to doing hard things, basically. And I think that's that's a really key skill. <clears throat> On a monthly basis, you know, I love to push myself in lots of different ways with um, public speaking career and saying yes to things that you might think, well, you know, can I do that? Um, that's another instance of it. Annually, doing these big challenges. Uh, one of the things that we did a couple of years ago and the September before lockdown, six months before the lockdown, was my oldest friend, Adam, who I mentioned earlier. He and I signed up to do the Bear Grylls Survive the Highlands flagship course. I recorded a podcast all about it and I'll link to that in the show notes as well. But it was a fantastic experience. You basically fly up there, um, you, you drive off in a Jeep at least an hour from the nearest mobile phone signal and you are put in an urt with me and 11 other guys, basically, on the first night. And then after that, you don't walk through a doorway for five days. You're out, um, you're camping, either sleeping rough in shelters or at very best, you know, you've, you've constructed for yourself something with with sticks and twigs and leaves, uh, but no sleeping bag. If you get your feet wet, your feet are wet. You know, you've got no option really, but just to tough it out because it's a simulated survival situation. So not only will we practicing hardship, which, okay, we've paid lots of money to be put through, but not only are we uh, getting used to sleeping rough and feeling very tired and cold and hungry, we had a 24 ration pack to last the five days, but also we've been taught survival skills. Now, I hope I'll never need those skills, but it's possible I might because I like hiking and I'm going to be doing more and more of that in the years to come. Things like um, filtering water, uh, river crossings, uh, trying to figure out whether something's inedible or edible. You know, should I eat it or should I really not? Um, what kind of berries we could find in certain areas? Um, rope work, knots, um, doing some of Bear's stunts like the rappelling and the commando crawl and Tyrolean rope crossing and things like that. Building shelter, uh, fire building protection. You know, the basics of survival. So protection, rescue, water, and food. It was an amazing experience. It was tough. We all had really low moments. Um, as you'll hear from, from the podcast, if you go back and listen to that, that Adam and I recorded, we both had low moments. But in the main, we had a really good time. Um, and it was a fantastic last 24 hours where it simulated self-rescue. It was an absolutely insane last 24 hours. But anyway, that, that one has is, is already been laid down in a podcast for you to listen to. The point is this, you know, what do you do on a daily basis to get into a hard place and practice being there and getting slightly comfortable being there? 
And what do you do on a monthly basis? What do you do on an annual basis? Something really big. And it doesn't necessarily need to be a physical challenge, although sport and exercise are often the first things that we look for. It might be about learning a new instrument, learning a new language. Um, if you're lonely and single, about getting some profiles up online or in the press and, um, and, and looking for a partner, sending yourself a challenge to go on a certain number of dates a week, all this kind of thing. Um, providing you're in the right headspace and you've got the bandwidth for this, it's a really good skill to practice and it does need to be practiced, a bit like meditation and yoga and other things. It's a, a sort of constant evolve, evolution, something we always need to be doing. So that's that's my challenge. You know, are you Are you thinking about getting into your discomfort zone and what could you do on a regular basis? And the main message is this, that when we do this, it isn't just building up layers of resilience. It, it lifts the watermark. It raises the watermark for what we can withstand and endure. And let me explain what I mean by that. You know, a, a watermark, once we've gone through something that is, is challenging for us, other things that we may be struggling with become a little bit easier because we know we've just done that. We've just achieved that higher watermark. And it's very hard to describe if you aren't familiar with it yourself, but by pushing yourself, you just generally make everything a little bit easier because you've been to that hard place. But give it a try. Don't take my word for it. Get out there and see what you can set your mind to. Something that gives you the fear, but not to the degree that you're coming out in a rash or you're losing sleep or you've lost your appetite, but something that makes you like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I could do that. Yeah, let, let, let's do it. Let's give it a try. Go go off and do that and just see what effect it has on your confidence, your self-esteem and how you feel about things that you may be struggling with in life at the moment. So that's it. Um, I look forward to you. Know, if you want to share with the, that challenges on social media and so on, please go ahead and do that. Let me know what you think of this episode as well. I always love to get the feedback. Is this something you've tried and what experience did you have and what what, what effect did it have on your overall life? So I'll talk to you next week. Uh, As always, stay healthy, have a great week and all the very best for now. To find out more about what Leanne and the team at Body Shop Performance do for companies, head over to www.bodyshopperformance.com. While you're there, why not take our Wellbeing at Work scorecard and find out how your business measures up in four key areas of well-being. Well-being strategy and aspirations, well-being resources and training, energy and motivation, leadership and values. Thanks for listening and see you next week.